0: If you're looking for a mentor, like ask somebody, like just go out on a limb and be like, email the person you're thinking of right now and just be like, I'm looking for a mentor. Would you be
1: willing to mentor me? Like literally ask them. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of Find Your Mentors Podcast. I'm Jules Costa, your host, and today we have a special guest. Her name is Brooke Adams-Law. She's the award-winning author of Catchlight, which was named on Kirkus Review's Best Indie Books of 2020 and listed on Good Morning America's 12 Must Read Books for October. If that wasn't enough, she also runs a free writers group, which everybody should definitely join. Obviously, she has so much expertise to share. Um, So those links will be in the show notes. And Brooke, I want to give the opportunity for you to introduce yourself, anything that I might have missed. Yay. Thanks so much for having me, Jules. I'm so
0: excited to get to chat with you. So yes, so I, I love that you talked about Catchlight. I also run my own business coaching people who are writing books. So I work both with people who are writing their own novels, usually a first novel, and then also work with people who are writing nonfiction, so memoirs or books for their business, self-help books, all of that goodness. And I am preparing to launch my own publishing division in 2021. So I'm really excited
1: about that too. Ooh, that's so exciting. Big news. Yes. Great. And the reason that I brought you on here today and the reason that this episode is so exciting for me and special for me is because you were my very first mentor in a professional sense. And I wanted to give some context for the audience about how we met I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you put a call out for subcontractors on a Facebook group that we were both part of. Yes. Yes. And this
0: was back in like 29. This is like early 2019.
1: Yes. And I actually pulled up the emails that, that we sent for, to each other. And the very first email that I ever sent you was responding to that call. And it was April 20th, 2019. Oh
0: my gosh, this is blowing my yeah. mind.
1: <laughs> I know I know, which is crazy because we're in 2021 right now. I did send you an email, which was a short blurb, just saying, "Hey, my name's Juliana. I went by Juliana in those days, not Jules." Sent you links for my work, gave you a rate, and you were like, "Awesome, thanks." Uh, let's start off with a short test assignment that ended up not actually happening. I think because you had the work covered already, which was, you know, awesome. Happens all the time, and. We just emailed back and forth for literally months, like literally months. The the actual time when we started working together was I sent a Happy New Year email and that was the beginning of it. So like eight months, right, between the first email and um, when we, we started working together, which I think is so funny and so interesting. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. I love this so much because part of... um Why, like, I enjoyed staying in touch with you was you reminded me of myself and that, like, I am also that, like, relentless follow-upper. And so, and I was like so comfortable being like, yeah, reach back out in this case. And if I remember correctly, what happened was, and I'm trying to remember what project it was, but I needed a subcontractor for a project and it was like a copywriting gig for a construction company, which was like not my normal client. But in any case, I found another subcontractor who was actually an architect. So it was like she had like the perfect experience for that particular job job. But I remember being super impressed with your samples and also just like how you conducted yourself over email. Because like a lot of people you're like, yeah, follow up with me in X time. And like, you never hear from them again. And you were always like so prompt and like, just like not pushy, but just like, Hey, like you would just reach out and be like, Hey, like what's going on? And, um, yeah. So yeah, it really is a testament to like following up is really like a big part of getting clients.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and I'd love to hear from your perspective, like you said that I reminded uh, you of yourself um, in the early days. I want to kind of get a, a perspective from you. Like where did you start? Who were your mentors starting out? Kind of give that basis for us. Yeah,
0: I love this. Okay. So I started my business actually as a copywriter and this was like summer of 2018. And then I've since evolved into coaching people who are writing books. So I'm not doing copywriting anymore, but that was how I started my business. And basically I started out like maybe that was like, so I started full-time in my business summer of 2018 and maybe like six or seven months prior to that. I sort of like did some tests, right? Like I was like, "Oh, like what kind of business do I want to start? And I tried a few different ideas and copywriting was the thing that started making me money right away. So I like started there. And at the time, um, in terms of like, I think I've had a couple of mentors, maybe professionally, like, like in my previous career, which is in the nonprofit world. And in terms of like in the business world, I think my fr- the first person that I really looked up to was this coach, Susan Hyatt. And she's a life coach and just sort of following her, like consuming all of her free stuff, like kind of being in her orbit, like gave me the idea that I could have my own business. Like she kind of, just watching her live her life and like run her business kind of gave me the idea that I could do that for myself. And so that sort of was like the first piece for me of like, oh, like I see that it's possible for somebody to be like making good money running an online business. So I feel like that was the starting
1: point for me. I love that. And I want to dive a little bit deeper here into how important is it for you? Or how do you think in general, for you to kind of see people doing what you want to do, because I know that was really big for me was just growing up in a situation where there wasn't really all that many options in terms of entrepreneurship. Like I, I never grew up thinking like, oh, I want to be a business owner. Um, but watching you do it, getting into like these communities where all these women were starting their own businesses, that was really inspirational. And I'd love to hear from your side, like, what does that look like? And why do you think it's important?
0: I love this so much. So when I was growing up, my dad actually has been an entrepreneur for my whole life. Like he owned a bar for like 15 years and then he owned um, like a deli type store. And now he and my mom um, run a business together. So like the model of entrepreneurship was there for me and all, and like that kind of like, you know, that, entrepreneur mindset. And also like, I never like looked at him and was like, I want to own a bar or like, I want to, like, I used to work for him in high school. I would like work at the deli. And I was like, this is, it's so much work. Like I was basically like, this is not for me. Right. Um, So I think there's that piece of like seeing that it was possible to like run a business and also being like, but I would never want to run like these kinds of businesses, right, that I like saw him running and just saw like how much they took. And I think I sort of made like a foray into freelance writing like years ago, like maybe 2011. And I went into it with this mindset of like being a freelance writer. And I was very in like, could not make ends meet. It was just like, I don't know how people make a living doing this. And when I came into it this time around, in like I said, in twenty eighteen, I went into it with this mindset of I am starting a business and not I am freelancing, which for me was a really powerful mindset differential, right? Because it wasn't like I'm a freelancer and I need to like scrounge around and like, you know, be on Upwork and Elance and like all these sites and like finding freelance work and like often like, I mean, I've done that, right? I've like worked for the pennies. um, And I was just like, I'm not doing that again, right? So There was this frame for me of like, I am starting a business and I'm looking for clients. And part of that was certainly like, again, seeing Susan working as a life coach. um, Like she talks about like how she sets up her business and she talks about how she works with clients. Right. And I think that immediately just sort of put me in a different frame of mind than
1: freelancing. I'm sitting here just nodding my head like you can't see me, but I'm nodding my head so much because I mean, I had a similar experience and I've seen so many people have that similar experience of being on Upwork and just being thrown into the water without any rhyme or reason. And that's why I find mentorship so important. And that's where things really started changing for me was not just being in a pool of freelancers who were all just starting out or all working for pennies. It was, you know, finding you and you being so, so open about how you were building your business and what had worked for you and what hadn't. And I think the very first piece of, it wasn't even framed as advice at the time, but what I remember as being very inspirational for me was meeting you on Zoom for the first time. And I was so like nervous. I I hadn't really had a full-time client at that point. And you said, oh, um, I think when we last spoke, your rate was X. Is that still... True. And I raised my rates by like $3. I was like, no, it's actually this now. Like, is that okay? And you said, yeah, of course, raise your rates. And that is something that has stuck with me literally until now. It's the name of my Instagram brand that I have. Like, I I tell everybody this. Oh my gosh.
0: I adore this so much. And I had no idea that your Instagram (laughs) label came from something that I said to you. So that makes me like ridiculously happy. And I just like, This is so true, right? And I remember, like, and I might have shared this with you at some point. Like, I worked with a coach at one point and I was talking to her about like my rates and my pricing, and I was feeling like really tied up about it. And I remember she just said, like, stay flexible and like be playful when you're thinking about pricing. And like, she used to say, like, she was like, yeah, sometimes I'll just like, stretch into like the next phase of pricing and like I'll put it on my website and then like I'll see how it feels. And if the next day I feel weird about it, like sometimes I take it, I take it down and notch try. I like meet myself like halfway. Like, she, But the point was she was sort of saying that like um you get to be flexible about it. And I think one other thing she said to me was like it's not a problem when different clients are paying you different rates, which I think is like something other subcontractors I've worked with in the past have gotten really freaked out. Like if, I don't know, like if feeling like, oh, well, this client's paying me this much, so I can't raise my rates for this new client. I'm like, why not? (laughs) Like, of course you can. Of course you can. Um, And even now, like I have clients who are paying me different rates just based on like the type of work or how long they've been working with me, right? Like um, I have a longer term client who's like almost finishing up the work with me. And so like my rates now are much higher than what she's paying, but like she was also one of my first book coaching clients. And so I'm delighted to like finish out her work, like at the rate that we agreed on. Right. Um, and not to raise my rate, even when we had like a new contract. Right. So I think there's this piece about staying flexible and also just like always like feeling into like, when am I going to not like, should I raise my rates? But it's like, when, how frequently, how much, (laughs) like it's sort of just like always stretching into that next level.
1: Yeah, again, it was just a really striking piece of advice. And the first time that I had really interacted with somebody who made it so clear to me like, okay, this isn't meant to be a starving artist situation. It's it's not meant to be start your own business so you can scrape by. It's meant to be grow with your business. Have that be a, a source of energy for you and a source of strength for you. And I think that my confidence has grown so much with my business because of that. And kind of in the same direction, I would love to hear more about where you were were getting advice and if you have one piece of advice that has really stuck with you.
0: Yes, I love this so much. So one time, and this kind of goes along with what we're saying about razor rates, it's similar in some ways. Um, One of the first things that my dad said to me when I started my business was, he said to me, like, he was like, the one piece of advice that I'm going to give you is don't ride the receipts. And you just said, like, what I mean by that is, like, you're going to have really big months and you're going to have really low months. And, like, don't use the amount of income that you bring in or don't bring in in a given month. Like, don't let it control your mood and, like, don't let it control that like, whether or not you think you're worthy or doing a good job, he was just like, it's just part of it is like, there's going to be peaks and valleys. Um, and just watching he and my mom like ride through, especially like they run like an in-person business in the time of COVID. And like, I remember he said to me the other day, he was like, you know, it's been rough, but like, we're still in business and we're going to call that a win. And it's just sort of like, like, I think there's a lot of talk in the online world about like, well, how big is your profit margin? And like, how much did you raise your revenue from year to year? And have you hit six figures yet? And um, I think sometimes it's overly, the, the online business world is like overly focused on that. And like, just not writing the receipts has been like really useful to me.
1: <laughs> yes, I think it can be difficult, right? You're like, oh, if my business is failing, does that mean I'm failing? Like, or, or not even failing, but struggling, right? So I really like that piece of advice. Um, and Alice is sitting here in the background and Alice very quickly after I met Brooke I reached out to Alice and Alice kind of became my mentee and became a person that I would almost transfer advice from where like I would talk to Brooke and then the next day would talk to Alice and I think a lot of the same advice got passed down and so Alice I would love to bring you on here and get a sense of is any of this resonating? Have I said any of the things that Brooke is saying now?
2: Hey. <laughs> um, yes, I feel like every piece of, I've just been sitting here in the background nodding my head to like everything you guys have been saying. So raise your rates. The first time Jules subcontracted me, I remember um, we she asked me what my rate was and I told her and she looked at me and told me to raise it. And that was like, as you said with Brooke acknowledging or so like affirming you raising your rates, Jules, that was just the most shocking thing in the world to me. I was like, How are you asking me to raise my rates when you're the one who's gonna be paying me? So much of um we what you said, I think in the very beginning is mentorship is more than just a relationship between one person, but it becomes so much of a sort of community thing where it's some advice you share is getting passed down to me, but also I think Jules, like, sharing it on your Instagram, um, it ends up becoming something so much bigger than just a relationship between two people. It can reach 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it's so much more than just singular pieces of advice. Like, Brooke, something that I really admire about you is that you're really living it. Like every time I interact with you, I I don't feel like, oh, this is just part of her brand or this is what she does because of X, Y, Z. There's no strategy behind it. I think that it's just something that you embody and something that you do. Like you're just a very human person. I had always had this idea of my head of, oh, you know, business (laughs) what does that mean like people have to be aggressive and they have to be kind of shark-like and i think that that was also a paradigm that you that was broken just by interacting with you where i think the fact that you embody that and the fact that you just show that it's possible to be like just really cool about things um creates like a whole new possibility for what business can be and what business can mean and also who it's accessible to.
0: Uh, thank you so much. This is so cool because like even Alice, when you were saying this piece about, um, you know, rate, right, like <laughs> Jules told you to raise your rates and you were like, wait, you're going to hire me and you're telling me <laughs> to raise my rates. There's this, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking like, of course, right? Like, so I think there's this piece about like, as a business owner, if you want to, be able to raise your rates, then you also need to be able to like encourage other people to do the same. And I think there's this expansiveness in that approach to business that makes it so much more fun than like being like in the scarce mindset of like, like Jules, what you were saying of like, I have to take advantage of everyone in order to get ahead. And I really do think it opens up those possibilities, right? For people who might have thought like, Oh, like literally, like I know people who are like, I have too much integrity to be in business. Like that does not need to be the case at all. And being in your integrity actually can, will
1: make you more successful. I'm obsessed with the word integrity. <laughs> integrity is my word for 2021. Uh, what does it mean to you? And how have you kind of, have you faced challenges with it in your business? Hmm,
0: good question. So I really like what the writer Martha Beck talks about in terms of integrity and she talks about the root of the word is actually the same as the word integer which means like one or whole it means like a whole number so she talks about integrity as being like you show up as one person everywhere so you're the same person in your business as you are in your marriage as you are with your friends as you are like in every walk of life like you show up as the the same whole person. Like that's the goal, right? That's sort of like the, you know, yeah, like the big, the big goal that we're all reaching for, I think. And I think there have been times in my business where I have made decisions based on like wanting to get another sale where I had that like sneaking suspicion that this was like not a good project to take on. That turned out you know, badly. Um, And so learning how to like trust my own gut of like, this project just does not feel right. And I'm going to say no to it, even though it's like a quick, however much money. Um, I think learning to trust myself in those moments of like, I'm saying no to this, even though, again, it's like quick access to money, but like it doesn't feel right in the long term. And then kind of opening up for for other opportunities that are more in line with who I am and what I want my business to be about kind of in the future. So sometimes there's a little bit of that, like that no for like a short term, maybe loss, but that's like a longer term gain.
1: I think that's a lesson that we all learn step-by-step. Step. I do want to take a moment to, to kind of acknowledge that mentorship can be across all of these other phases of life. Like, yes, you know, we're talking about business right now. However, like mentorship, I think can affect us in different parts of our lives. And not to get too deep into it or or too emotional about it. But, you know, when I reached out to you, Brooke, I my mom had passed away like six months prior, and I was so kind of lost in life and just wading through it. I had moved back to Brazil to be with family. And had kind of skipped over that initial early career stage of getting an entry-level job and doing the whole resume, CV, cover letter, all of that stuff. I I had kind of missed out on that part of my life. Um, and so even though we met on a professional level, I, I don't think I've ever expressed this to you, just how much it meant to me personally to be reintroduced to something that was outside of my grief and that allowed me to be more creative and to create and to connect. I think that mentorship affects us on a lot of different levels. It's it's much more than just tips and tricks. Even though that's part of it, I I think that it's also about connecting. I don't know if that's how you would feel about it.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for saying that and that's so gratifying to me because I didn't know any of that. And so there's this piece for me about like what I was saying before about like if you show up as a whole person everywhere, like these are the ripple effects. And like, like I said, I'm so gratified to hear that because like, I really care about you as a person, right? And it wasn't just like, oh, help me with this project that I'm doing for work. It was like, um, like I enjoyed connecting with you. And like I said, you kind of reminded me of myself. And that was like another reason that I wanted to like reach out and like help you a little bit more than other people that have subcontracted for me. And I think there really is this piece we've been talking about, about the ripple effect of like, you can never know what just like my friend Simone, who's a marketing coach talks about like (laughs) that marketing is just showing up and like giving a shit about people, but it's like really like like what the ripple effects are about just like showing up and being a human and like caring about people. It's sort of like you never know what
1: other people are going through. Yes, I absolutely love that. And to bring it back out, a little bit into the more general sense, what do you think makes a mentor mentee relationship work? Because it is, it is a type of, of relationship. What do you think are the core qualities that our listeners can bring when, when they're trying to find a mentor or when they are a mentor themselves that facilitate those relationships?
0: The first thing is actually um like ask. <laughs> so if you're looking for a mentor, like ask somebody like just go out on a limb and be like email the person you're thinking of right now and just be like I'm looking for a mentor would you be willing to mentor me like literally ask them and because I think from our in our relationship like I had been wanting to mentor somebody else who was like starting out in their business and I was like do you want me to mentor you? And I was like a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know if you would find it helpful, but I would really enjoy it, right? So like, there's this piece too, like if you want to be mentoring someone, like ask somebody, right? So there's this very basic level at which like, sometimes I feel like we have this like desire or like thing we want to try, but then it's like, we just don't do anything. So it's like, just ask somebody. And like, if they say no, it's like, so what? Just move on and ask the next person. Um, So I think that that's like the helpful starting point is literally just like asking and having a conversation about it. And then I think a couple things are just sort of like being clear from the outset about like what, what the time commitment or like structure will be. So for us, I think at the time we were meeting like can't remember, maybe twice a month about the project we were doing together. And then it's like at the end of each call, we would sort of check in um, around some mentoring. And I think, so the next part of it is like um, just having clear check-ins about like goals, right? So in this case, we would check in about your business goals and then where you were getting stuck and like how we could kind of move forward toward the goals. So I think the three pieces I would recommend are like, just ask, (laughs) like ask somebody to mentor you or ask someone if they want to be mentored. Um, the second piece, um, around just being clear around the timeframe or like the time commitment and the third piece just around like having goals
1: that you're working toward together. Absolutely. I think that having those regular meetings made it so easy for me to prepare myself and be like, oh, well, like, what am I actually struggling with? Because sometimes we're so, we're so stuck in doing the thing or we're so close to the project that it's hard to take a step back and be like, okay, where could I actually use some advice or use some support? And that's always a good practice, I think, is whenever you're going to go talk to somebody to be reflective and come with those questions. Um, and definitely having that regular pacing really helped. Um, Alice, I'm curious too about your answer.
2: Yeah. Um, thanks. (laughs) I'd say, so in my experience of being mentored, um, I'd say the number one thing is utilizing people's help when they are offering your help. Um, so Jules kind of just appeared almost out of nowhere and offered me her help. And I remember at the time, you were running these webinars about remote work. And I found those really helpful. And I think showing up, um, another mentor, the first person who mentored me when I was in university hosted a freelance workshop. And I think, you know, she invited a bunch of people. And I remember like, I was like the one person who stuck through it and went to every course. And that like changed, so much in my career I mean I was still a student back then but I think you know there are a lot of people out there who are willing to help us and sometimes it can be easy to overlook those people but they can change your life if we're willing to take them up on those offers and then just like seeing where you can help them and expressing your gratitude so um I think we can all use help in some way yeah and then just making sure that you're the people who are there to help you know that you appreciate their help and showing them that whether it's verbally or through gifts or whatever (laughs) language you choose to express yourself. um,
1: Yes, absolutely. is not only the asking part, which Brooke was talking about, but also the saying yes. And I do believe that when we say yes to mentors or supporters or anybody, when we say yes to them, we have to say yes to ourselves first. And I think that that's the struggle sometimes is that somebody offers you that hand and you start getting almost that insecurity or that imposter syndrome of, oh, well, what if I waste their time? And and what if I'm not the right person? And what if this and what if that? And I see that so often in a lot of contexts, but also with the mentorship podcast so or mentorship aspect. So asking and saying yes, I think those are great complimentary pieces of advice. Um, I do want to wrap, start wrapping up here. Um, so any, well, Brooke, I actually had one kind of last question, which was where was that impulse? Where did that impulse come from? Because you said that you actively wanted to be a mentor, and I do remember you including that in an email being like, hey, like, I would love to offer you this mentorship. And I was so excited about it and didn't even recognize that as a possibility until you bring it brought it up. Where did that impulse come from? Have you gotten anything from mentoring people? I would love to know that. Yes, I love this. OK,
0: so there's a couple of things. I think one is in my, in my prior life, no, in my prior career, I worked um, in education nonprofits and there was a lot, like part of my work was actually setting up mentorships between like really seasoned veteran school principals and other school leaders and like new school leaders who were just starting out or who were like doing an internship as a school leader. And so we actually, in my organization, we did a lot of training on like, how, how can you be a good mentor? Like what makes it right? Like we did, we had a lot of these conversations. What makes a good mentor mentee relationship? Like we looked at research, right? Like we did a lot of this stuff. And so, and I'm only actually realizing now like that I brought some of that forward, like into my business. And I think, um, Quite frankly, there's this piece in which like being an entrepreneur can be a lonely process. And so part of it was like wanting to feel like I had a team that was beyond just like, let me give you this work to do. And like, let's always be focused on the project, but being able to like have more meaningful conversations. And I love talking to people about business. So I saw this as sort of a way to like bring all of those things together, like, um, Being able to like impart some of the things that I've learned along the way and hopefully like be able to help somebody like avoid some of the mistakes that I've made. And then also, again, like have this like team feeling where it wasn't just me alone working at my computer or again, like us just connecting about like do this, do this, do this and not be so transactional about it, but have like more of a relationship.
1: I absolutely adore that. Just the community, the relationships. All of that is so vital to business. It's so important to business, and we we forget sometimes because of of how maybe other industries are set up. But I I love that you created this book. I hope you you see how it, it's kind of trickling down and creating other communities, and um you know all of these results of your work and and of your integrity and just who you are. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I I admire you so much. Um, I want the audience to know where they can reach out to you and how they can work with you if they are novelists, if they're making their memoir, how can they get in touch?
0: Yes, come find me at my website, which is brookadamslaw.com. I also have a free writing group, which is on Facebook, and that is called Writer's Haven. And I do a lot of teaching and like fun challenges in there. um, So you can join me there. And like Jules said, I also do a free writing circle every Monday morning at 11 o'clock. And it's like literally you just, we all show up on Zoom together and we write together. So you can sign up for that on my website.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you both.
0: Oh my gosh. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me.